You know, my setup right now of my coffee, my water, reminds me of yesterday when I was doing work. Mm. And I solely drank out of the coffee cup, but I had the water there for support. Make yourself feel better. Make myself feel a little bit better. <laughs> and with that, welcome to the Low End and Friends podcast. What's up? So the basis of this is going to be uh, myself, a bass player, a low end lover. Um, it's going to have friends on. Said friend is Steph Landino today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be talking about everything music, music industry, music theory, recording, production, Um Basically, whatever the person is on, uh, whatever they prefer, and we'll go from there. So, um, Steph, if you want to introduce yourself, kind of just explain a little bit about yourself, the work you've done in the industry so far, uh, music school, um, how bad I was at singing freshman year. Yeah, whatever <laughs> whatever you want to go for. Um, so, like Josh mentioned, I'm Steph. I graduated with Josh, but I have the music management concentration even though I did all the production classes and stuff too, just for some extra knowledge. Um, right now, I'm kind of working a part-time gig, but I've been doing a lot of networking. I went to a lot of like virtual conferences over the summer, um, which was really great. I was able to connect with executives and like recent college graduates, current college students, um, so now I also volunteer for a nonprofit called Music Managers Forum. And basically I'm just doing a lot of research for them because they're revamping their basically their whole nonprofit um, to make it more inclusive for all music managers of all genres and whatnot. So I'm really excited that I kind of got in with them a little early with their new president. And I'm excited for the new projects that I'm working with them. So a little bit about me i met you i'm not gonna let this go mm. i met you first day of freshman year and me being my antisocial self because i was going through it with my anxiety <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like josh could tell <laughs> because he's like ah that one yeah i was definitely i was definitely the extrovert that i'm like this introvert's mine. This is my this is my friend and just, <laughs> just hook you in. It's like when every what is it? Every Ravenclaw claims a Hufflepuff type thing. I know Peyton would know this more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was that person that was like awkwardly sitting there. I was like one of the first people there. And Josh sat down next to me and just goes, Hi. And I was like, Hey. <laughs> um, what's up? And he was like, so what's your major? Like, blah, blah, blah. Because this was when we were still mixed in with like performance majors and music ed majors too. And I said, oh, I'm like music. This was when it was called music business technology. Mm. And oh, go to MBT or MBNT if you're if you're the Dr. Houlihan. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, well, what's your voice? Like, are you a vocal major? What instrument do you play? I was like, oh, well, I, I, I'm majoring in voice right now. And you, you immediately say, perfect. I can't sing, mm. so I'm sitting next to you <laughs> for the rest of the year. So I literally had him, who was making me more extroverted, while I also made him more vocally inclined mm. at the same time. I feel like that was an easy trade-off. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good like. <laughs> that's good that's our, our friendship of like, yeah, you, you, you know, you, you give and you take at the same time. But. Oh yeah, it's all a balance. Yeah, so that was <laughs> yeah, that was freshman year in 2016, and then we both graduated with a new degree. Um, music industry. Ex yeah, music industry, except I was the music production focus. And then you mm -hmm. were, were you both? I forget how that, because I know you were going for both the production focus and 
the management focus, but... So I technically graduated with one, but Mm. I completed both of them because by the time our graduation forms had to be turned in was when I was getting a lot of yes and no's about whether I can put it on, you know, my documents that I was a dual concentration. So I just kept it as music management to keep it as that. But I have my transcript saved. So Mm. if any employer asks, uh, like, to prove that I took certain classes, I can say, hello, here's my transcript. You know, I took all of these classes. I have knowledge in all of this stuff. Um, And yeah. Yeah. So I got a lot of yes and no's and maybe. So I was just like, "Ah, I'll just stick to management and Mm. then, you know, just kind of say that I also completed all these other courses, too, which was a good call, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we because the the way our degree works is you take some classes in production, some classes in, in the management and they're adding in the live sound aspect now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't we didn't we had live audio. but We really, really didn't get experience that concentration. But yeah, um, so we take classes in both and then you kind of have your focus. So like my my realm of like the management side was um, music industry was the one class intro to careers in music artist management and marketing promotion. And that, mm-hmm. that was the extent of mine. But I know like you guys had to take was like international music business was another part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Then there was the Keystone class where it was like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I took music management, which was a year long course instead okay. of semester. Mm-hmm. And basically it was more of like an independent course where you got out of it what you put into it. So there were some students who did not a lot and there were others who did a decent amount and the whole point of that was to gain experience doing management stuff so we created our own agency and for that year we would help these artists that we signed into our agency get shows locally and regionally using different tools that we've been able to find ourselves Um, so it did work out pretty well Until COVID hit. (laughs) And then we had to move home. And I was doing all my classes online, which was only one because I had an internship at the time, too. And that was online, thankfully. And yeah, we we adjusted. So we still represented these people. Like Mm. I was able to get certain artists on playlists and stuff like that, which I've never done before, but was really great experience. And then... Yeah, we were supposed to have a South by Southwest unofficial showcase, and that got canceled. (laughs) I did so much work for that, Mm. and I was so upset. I was so close. (laughs) (laughs) So close and so far. That was like the, that was gonna be like my peak of my senior year. Mm. And it was my peak of my senior year, just not what I was expecting. Not what I was expecting. Yeah, COVID has kind of threw a wrench into like most of the industry. So like I, I know for me, I, I've played, um, it was a total of like, I guess it was like 10 shows, but they were kind of mixed in. So like, uh, we did this theater gig was more like a showcase thing. So we did like a bunch of, uh, like Adele, um, Aretha Franklin, um, it was, a a good show. it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was safe um, too. Yeah, it was safe. Yeah, so, you can have <laughs> safe shows right now. Yeah. So basically the way it worked is we had a truck that the theater rented out. 
um, it was all set up with a PA and had uh, lights, and they actually had like the movable lights and the the fixtures that could spin around. That's which, neat. Watch, we we had to drive from location to location, um, and driving behind that and seeing them move without the motor being on was terrifying. Because like, <laughs> yeah, that's money just spinning, <laughs> spinning right there. Um, but yeah, so we did a couple of drive-in shows where I know the one we had um, the CEO or manager of this warehouse who. Uh, knew like a lot of the warehouse workers um, were having a tough time because like even though they're still working like working inside of COVID and that kind of more enclosed space is a little scary so you're putting your life at risk when you have that type of job so yeah yeah, it's gonna add another stressor so she was she was nice enough that she actually bought a ticket for because you could do a drive-in show where someone could buy a ticket for the neighborhood or for that it was like for the warehouse and we we drove there got set up and we did like a shortened set from where we had our like drive-in shows which was like twice as long Mm -hmm. um the most fun, I would say, we did a community parade around downtown Lancaster where we looped like four or five songs. Um, <laughs> and everyone had these harnesses on. And if you know me and you can see me right now, I'm a twig. He's a lanky um, boy. So, and I just bought a new bass and the yeah. harness had these metal clips right in front. Like that would scratch the back of, of this bass that had this really nice finish. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just going to wear it around my waist. It'll be fine. Oh Except God. on the tightest setting, there's still like, this much room on my thighs somewhere around that so i'm like i was doing like the old like 2008 metalcore stance just like <laughs> playing some aretha franklin going <laughs> going along um eventually i just took it off so like for two hours i was just balancing dangerous. and yeah the, the, the roads around lancaster where, where we live aren't the greatest um we're no, bouncing around i flew back into the drummer's electric drum kit and hit a tom and a cymbal at one point um it was arguably the most fun I've ever had playing a gig, though, because like <laughs> I like jumping around on stage. I like going crazy and I couldn't really do that with that this kind of show. Mm-hmm. But uh, being bounced around on a truck was a lot of fun. But like, yeah, unfortunately, like the, the last semester for our senior year and kind of our plans going forward for the music industry are down the toilet. So, um, yeah, yeah. Wear your mask, socially distance. Um, please do your part because there's a I lot. I would really like my industry yeah. to come back, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like we're... I, I go back and forth because I'm kind of happy that I were at well at least where I'm at right now because the first couple of years going into industry are arguably the hardest to kind of break in and have a sustainable living. Absolutely. So being cut off before I'm in the midst of that, I feel kind of grateful for. And I know there's a couple people uh, who we're friends with who were just starting out, like within their first year or two doing the industry. Also, our uh, light is a. Uh, kind of moving but it's still good it's fine we're fine everything's Um, fine but there's a couple people who were like just started out and it was just taken away from them right away so i Mm. i don't know i'm kind of grateful in the sense of like i wasn't quite there yet because i feel like it would have been way worse trying to sustain a career in it rather than kind of laying back doing what you know what we can in the meantime working some side jobs to just like have some money for when stuff does open up Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the state of the industry is in at that point, we can kind of go in um, and, you right. know, try try our best with it. But something yeah. that I've talked about with a handful of people, some of them, you know, older, being more solidified in their careers and other people like a few years into their career. And this is not music related, but it does relate to the like just being in any sort of industry. The first one in is the first one out. Mm. And I think that's definitely like the scariest mindset to have where you really have to put in the effort to prove that you deserve to be there. And in the music industry, more than ever, 
that's what you got to do. And I think that with COVID now and me being able to do work for other people as much as I can and the networking that I've done, it just kind of goes to show that there are people putting forth the effort Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm proving myself to these people that I am a good worker. I deserve to be here. I deserve a spot in the music industry and I'm making a spot for myself in the industry. Mm. Is it how I expected? Absolutely not. Global pandemic? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Did anybody have graduating during a global pandemic on their bingo card? Because I didn't. (laughs) I did not. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's just the name of the game right now. Like, I know... Yeah. And it's a little different, like, because... And we can kind of go over this. Like, my, my dream career would be touring as a session musician in like the progressive instrumental scene, either in like progressive rock, progressive metal, which and I then, know you'd kill it. Yeah, in. And like, that's, that's what I want to do. And then I'm also working as a session engineer as well. Um, for all my prog fans, if you know, Simon Grove, I basically want Simon Grove's career. Um, <laughs> cause he's, he's pretty much the epitome of, he does the engineering stuff. He does the production stuff. Mm. And then he goes out on tour and he has, you know, a sustainable living and seems to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. So like, for me, that like it, that's not something you apply for. It's just you connect with people and you just do it and you just do it. So it's it's interesting being in the state that, you know, the industry is in right now. And the only way to do that is through social media and like posting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting because there, there's something to say about posting, like writing or playing just for social media can actually hinder you, your musicianship of like, yeah, you know. I'm going to try to be as flashy as I can for the next 60 seconds. So I get, you know, the most likes, the most follows, and I can, you know, try and connect with people, which is good. But if that's all you're practicing on, on what my good end, are you yeah, doing? What are you doing? you're not actually retaining every, anything. You're, you're practicing for a video to get likes. Right. But exactly. Un- unfortunately, like that's the only avenue right now for me to kind of get out there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, there's not, there's not really like a, a conference to sign up for, to network with these kind of people because it's just it's such a small scene mm-hmm. whereas like i mean you can kind of talk about because i know you you posted a couple of times with the you know you've gone to like at least three or four different conferences from what i've seen or i know well, a couple of them were like a couple of days long but yeah. um maybe do, do you want to talk about that and kind of sure. where you'd like to see yourself within the industry like dream job you know this is what i want to do I definitely had an existential crisis senior year. (laughs) I'm going to be completely honest because a lot of my internship experience and my professional experiences, I didn't know 100% how it would relate to the music industry. And then now post-grad and I really look at my skills, I'm like, I can do so much more than what I expected. Mm. You know, I worked, not worked, I interned for a music festival and I also interned at a radio station. But then on top of that, I have more mid-level management experience from working in admissions um, because I was able to have my own team and stuff. I have production experience from being the studio tech with you. And so at one point I was like, what do I want to do? (laughs) (laughs) I have all these skills. How did they relate to the music industry? So I definitely realized that which I don't think a lot of people 
do nowadays and recognize you're here for the artist. If you're trying to do the music business side of things, like more management, contracts, sync licensing, publishing, any of that, music supervision, A&R, you're there for that artist. Mm -hmm. You're supporting their career and making it better for them. You're taking a stressor like social media management or, you know, some sort of analysis off of their shoulder so they can focus on the more creative stuff. And I think the, you know, TLDR type version of it is I just want to support an artist Mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. The more complex way of saying it is I would really like to either work at an agency or a management company. That's kind of one route that I would take, but that's more live entertainment based and that's not really a thing right now. Mm -hmm. I've also found that I really enjoy understanding copyright and publishing and how that relates to the songwriter's ownership. So that's also another path that I can take. And with some of these conferences that I've been a part of, they talk about a lot of that stuff. There was um, a free conference called Downtown Summer School. And if you don't know what Downtown is, Downtown is a music holdings company. It's a publishing company. They have a few companies beneath them. Um, It's kind of like If you have a record label, like some of the big three labels have record labels underneath them. Mm -hmm. That's what downtown does, but in terms of publishing. Okay. So they had a lot of their employees come on and talk about global publishing and how that relates to the music industry. What representing an artist within A&R through a publishing company is like, how that's different from other things. And I had an idea of that kind of stuff, but I really, really enjoyed learning it. And I, part of me really wants to also see if I can pursue a career in that, mm-hmm. even though not necessarily the things that I've done in college 100% relate to it. I did a lot of research on copyright in college. That was my senior project. It was really interesting to me, but I wasn't wholeheartedly 100% dedicated to it. I did some other stuff too, but it would be cool to have some experience in that. Mm-hmm. So those are the two that I'm really looking forward to um, in the next couple of months, yeah. I think, <laughs> I yeah. hope. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely had a existential crisis mm. at one point and I had an oh no yeah. moment <laughs> to stay PG. Um, but yeah, those are like the two where I would love to be a part of. Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and like you're definitely like... I know, like, my, for me, like, I, when I graduated, I kind of just, like, you know what, I'm taking this time to, like, try and save up some money, and you're one of the few people that I saw who was actively, I'm applying for as many jobs as possible. Even if I with, find yeah, it, I apply for I know, it. I know, I know you just messaged us in our one group chat, you're like, hey, I applied for something overseas, don't know if that's going to happen or not, but worth a it shot. It totally yeah. did <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, that kind of mentality of, like, just grasping at everything you can, and just seeing what seeing what you can get out of it is definitely there, there's something to say about that of like whatever you think your career is going to end up being inside of the music industry 99% of the time it's not going to be that it's not going to be the first thing you want to do but you can right. you can have that as like a, a like stepping stone of this is where I'm at right now you reevaluate mm-hmm. you know 
do I want to continue this path? Do I want to try to do something different? But once you have that like placeholder of this is what I'm doing right now, I feel like that's a good way to kind of go off. And that seems like, I mean, what a lot of us that just graduated, that's kind of what we're aiming for is that first, that first door to go into and be like, all right, what other doors can I open from here and see, you know, see how that, see how that goes. At this point, I'm trying to climb through a window. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm trying to break in. <laughs> okay, well, not that. But if somebody wants to like crack open a window mm. for me, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Mm. So, do you want to? I know you said you kind of talked about your internship experience a little bit between the uh, the radio station um, and sure. I, I. What was what was the other one? Um, the other internship that I had, I was a sophomore. I was so young when I had this internship. Um, I was the performing arts intern at Arts Quest, which does music fest up in Bethlehem. Mm. It's a 12-day festival. It is nonstop. Um, and that's what I did for a whole summer. Mm. Now, like comparing between the two, um, did you see any skills overlap between the two or? Excel. Excel? That mm. 100%. Being able to import data and the organization skills that you need to have for both of them was insane mm. because I made a mistake, which is okay to do yeah. during your internships. <laughs> it's a learning experience. Um, I made a mistake where I printed out, um, there, there was like stage plot sheets, every stage there's like 10 plus stages and I had to mark down every single day who was performing at what time, what hour, from the times of like noon until probably like 1030 or 11 o'clock at night. Mm. It was one of those things where it went from like in the early afternoon to like probably 1130 to midnight some nights. And I had to take stage plot papers and put them in for every single day, <laughs> yeah. every single hour. Definitely yeah. like the grunt work kind of kind of it stuff was in that totally, to make a festival possible. <laughs> it was totally the grunt work. It totally was. And I was an unpaid intern and which was it's a scam, by the way. Being an unpaid intern is a scam. Mm. And I I worked my butt off. I managed to get a scholarship too to help fund it so I could have gas money for the summer. Yeah. And Yeah, you pay money because we have to pay credits to yep. To do it, because I did the same thing. Actually, mm-hmm. the same the same summer. Yeah. Um, my unpaid internship was a little different because it was the guy who owned the studio, who was a sole person. Mm-hmm. There's an assistant engineer, but like he fronted everything himself and like did everything. So like he, I know he couldn't pay me. Right. But he he get like he bought me lunch all the time. Like and he. There's little things. Yeah. There's little things do. where like I, I definitely felt like that was pretty much the payment for it. And that the experience I got from that was like invaluable. Right. But, but yeah, kind of for yeah. me, I was just doing a lot of grunt work mm. and which again, you're an intern. Yeah. It's going to be, um, they're not going to trust you with everything, but if you kind of put your foot forward and say, Hey, I want to learn more about this. It's, you know, and you put forth the effort, you know, that's somebody's going to say, all right, you can watch me do something or something yeah. like that. I, I was in a weird spot where like my my guy, he's like people stuck their neck their necks out from me 
to do mm-hmm. it. I, you're not here to take out trash. You're not here to clean the bathroom. Right. And so like, I, I never, and I didn't do that either. It's yeah. just, I did a lot of paperwork. Yeah. I, I never <laughs> did anything like that. I, I wouldn't even make coffee. Like he, he was like, no, no, no. Like if anyone has to make coffee, I'm getting up and I'm throwing you on the board. There, there was times where like he warned me, he's like, at some point when I know you're comfortable and you may not realize you're comfortable doing this stuff, but I'm just going to get up and leave and mm-hmm. you'll be stuck with the artist and you and I'll I'll make sure they're okay with it first. But that happened one night. It was like it was like eleven o'clock at night. He's like, all right, I'm tired. I'm gonna make coffee and go in the other room. You're up. And just threw, <laughs> just threw him on the board. And like we we're in the middle of like a full session with uh we were recording a, a full album within two weekends. Wow. And that was like the first night of it. I'm just like, oh shit. So yeah. I, I was in a weird place where like I I never really did grunt work. Like I of course I would like mm-hmm help you know set up and tear down and i would kind of just be a fly on the wall listening to like conversations and how to interact with artists but like mm-hmm. yeah those couple of times like all right i'm tired you're up and just kind of, kind yeah. of just throw me on which you know you, you I, I couldn't beat that experience yeah. that was the only internship i did right um it, it was a full-time internship for an entire summer and it was it was awesome yeah this the, my first one was part-time and then my second one was full-time mm. which was good but yeah the first internship that i had i literally like I thought I put a stack of papers in and I didn't, which then led to me running around the mm. day of the festival because in the morning, the stage manager for that stage checked and they were like, we don't have this. <laughs> yeah. So I literally had to print out like a whole other like set for it and just distribute it where it needed to go, mm-hmm. which is very stressful. Yeah. That was like the only like really big mistake. That was like my main project and that was like the only like mistake I made from what I can remember for that thing specifically but working in a music festival environment especially the one that i was in was incredibly stressful Mm. i didn't get much sleep my anxiety was through the roof i the way that people talk to me sometimes was mind-boggling to Mm. me like during the festival in that moment I really felt like the intern. Yeah. Like they definitely said, only interns do this. We're not going to do it. But you are. (laughs) That was said to me multiple (laughs) times. And I got a lot of hospitality experience out of it too, which Mm. helped later on after that summer because I did hospitality for Festival, which was a lot of work. But I had the experience... And I watched other people do hospitality stuff. So then I kind of took that knowledge that was in the back of my head and applied it mm-hmm. to Festival. Yeah. You want to talk about, because I know, because I, I was technically underneath you during that uh, as, yeah, one, you as one of the drivers. Runner. Yeah, I was one, mm-hmm. I was one of the runners. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because that was interesting. Because um, I, I definitely had like zero, uh, zero stance in the leadership position of the hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's basically just like, all right, you know, just tell me what you need me to do and I'll, and I'll you know. <laughs> We'll, we'll go for it but like you're definitely the one who coordinated all that, of it that whole thing <laughs> with uh spoilers young the giant yeah. um and that was in 2019 yeah that was yep. yeah um yeah do you want to talk about how how that was interacting because they had two managers they did um how that was interacting with, with both of them with both of them um d- definitely like the bigger picture um lessons you took from that and uh kind of just looking back if there's anything you would have changed about how maybe 
anything on your end. So maybe not so much the things that were out of your control, but some things you personally would have tried to do differently, um, barring anyone else. Because I know there was a couple issues that came up, but those were from other people and that was kind of out of your control. Um, So I, I guess more so like, what you personally would do differently. But yeah, if you want to just talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, I was put, I was voted into the um, executive board for Marauder Music Productions. And we... Which is a club. Yeah, yeah, it's a club at Millersville. mm. And I think they changed their name recently to be more inclusive of like everything music industry yeah, related. Industry, yeah. So, I know that was, that was a big thing. Hey everyone. This is Josh during editing. I realized that, uh, yeah, the video cut out. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I apologize. Uh, please enjoy this logo that my uh, good friend Lance made of our show yeah. w- within it was trying to add more of that, which is good. That's, that's I awesome. Support that, it. Yeah, that I support it. I love it. Yeah. But there were some changes from when we had started college mm-hmm. where we, the spring concerts basically took on a more student-based role more than anything. So instead of having a lot of admin support and guidance, it was all students. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if there was anything that I could change from that, it's that I had more help from admin Mm -hmm. because there were so many moments where... I was the only college student in a meeting with all of these, you know, administrators and people from different departments at the university. Mm. And they all just kind of looked at me and they're like, well, why didn't you know this? And I was like, well, why didn't anybody tell me? (laughs) It's like, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I didn't know I had to do this because nobody's helping me on this. I'm getting no guidance whatsoever. I'm just figuring out on my own. And if I, if this was like a legit just venue Point blank period. If it was just a venue and I needed to do it, I would have been able to do that job perfectly. But mm. because of all the hoops that I had to jump through with the administration. Yeah, within like at a university, it's much different than just it's a, so a, a, different. a straight up just like hospitality. It's hospitality plus you're, mm-hmm. you're going between all these different parties within the university. I had to um, interact with the tour managers. So there was two of them that I had to mostly interact with. I only interact with, I believe it was april the Mm. most because she was doing she was the manager who dealt with more of the hospitality stuff and then i had to deal with all of the catering i had to negotiate the contract because i couldn't fulfill certain parts of the contract just simply because of the um what we have to offer at the university Mm. we didn't have the space for certain things this was not your traditional venue. It's a college campus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gym. So it's a gym. Yeah. Um, so there were certain things where certain requests within the hospitality writer that I just said, we can't offer this simply because we are a university. Mm-hmm. One of them, also a great example, alcohol. We are a safe use campus. So that basically meant certain events had alcohol offered if you were at like one of our performing arts centers. Mm-hmm. But we didn't inherently, like, you know, have alcohol out everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I believe that was, like, through catering. Like, yes. catering is the only entity inside, like, the university that could have done that. Yeah. yeah, so it would have been out of their budget to do any of that. Mm. So that was something. And also, we were under 21 at that point. Or, no, 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 mm. no we couldn't have alcohol on us on campus or anything like that. 
and they tried to do an alcohol run and I had to politely decline yeah. multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. Um, so again, they just wanted it for their hotel room. They knew that it was a college campus. They couldn't have it there. So they wanted it for their hotel room. I was like, mm. oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, it was just a lot of work on my own. Basically, mm. I what I did was I looked through the contract and I said, what do I need? What can I 100% I know that I can provide? What are things that I know that I definitely can't provide? And what are things that I got to figure out? And I went from there. Mm-hmm. I made a budget for myself. I negotiated with the tour managers. I discussed it with the catering people and like other staff members on campus about what people needed. And it was very hard trying to be professional in that moment because everybody saw me as a college student. They didn't see me as somebody planning a concert. Mm. They didn't see me as somebody who was running a committee and doing hospitality management for this event. They saw me as a college student. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you're a junior in college who's doing doing all this. So it's just like... The amount of respect I have, well, I had, just <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, which the, said, which, the bar was so low. Which says something because like it's you're dealing with that on top of everything else. I was a full time student. I was taking I think sixteen credits at the time. Mm. I had two part time jobs, and I was planning that event. Yeah, my stress level was through <laughs> the roof. <laughs> yeah, but it was a great like that day went so well. Yeah, no, that was I that had was awesome. little to yeah. no issues. I was running around like a chicken with its head cut off, though, mm-hmm. because I was so nervous that something was going to go wrong. Yeah, and it, nothing in my for my section mm-hmm. went wrong. Yeah, things did go wrong, and but it wasn't my fault. And that just and that just happens. Like that's just exactly the the name of the game is just you know mm-hmm. as a. Uh, as Andrew, who was the the head of all the tech, said, it's it's a matter of putting out little fires everywhere so you don't have, you know, it doesn't just all crash and burn because yeah, like there were plenty of them. Yeah, and that's just <laughs> and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's any that's any event, but like I know from from my end because I was one of the runners. Like I because I barely saw that the behind the scenes. The only thing I ever yeah. was in the room for with you was we did a workshop on how you were going through the contract. And that I remember that was one thing we did talk about was like mm-hmm. the restrictions from being a college campus. Yep. So like for for my end, like my interaction with the band, the crew and the tour managers was just like, hi, I'm your driver, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you guys need me to do. So like I know at one point me and the other driver, we had to go out and get socks because the, the drummer forgot his socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, apple cider vinegar pills. Um, for, for, I don't, I don't know what they do, but yeah, it was just for some, you know, vitamin purpose. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that was literally like, and they would just give us an envelope full of money and like, all right, go at it. So we're just driving around in this 15 passenger van, just the two of us. Oh my God, those vans. (laughs) Um, I I slept in one of those. That was awesome. Cause I had a break. You're welcome. Yeah. The the (laughs) next, the next morning, um, I think I had to go back and forth between the airport and the hotel. Yep three or four different times and mm-hmm. during the first and second one i had a little extra time so i'm like you know what i'm gonna sleep in this and see what happens and yeah i just slept in a giant parking lot uh by their hotel and yeah that was that but if i can give any advice to somebody who is interested in doing anything live entertainment related obviously with some restrictions right now but mm. you know later on down the line if there's any advice that i can give do stuff as much as you can on campus 
because that stuff is very invaluable. Mm. Like I, as much as there were things that I wish that I could have changed about my experiences through that, of course, you know, working with admin was very difficult and challenging at times. I still felt like confident enough in myself that I could do this. If I was just kind of thrown into a professional situation Mm -hmm. at that age, just to do whatever, I don't necessarily know how confident I would be. Yeah. And you also have a little less backlash because you, you know, like that level of respect of being a student's lower, like you are a student. So like, if, if something goes wrong, gets messed up, it's not like you get fired. Mm -hmm. It's just, you chalk that up to experience it. You know, it might be, it might suck in the moment. It might be embarrassing, but like, yeah, just, you know, doing what you can before you get into a professional, a, a, a job setting where, you know, there's higher stakes where mm-hmm. if something goes wrong and it's your fault, you know, you get fired or you, you have a bad reputation with that group or within that, you know, that industry. Mm-hmm. But like there was one thing I, I don't know if I told you this. I read an email wrong. Mm. with catering and I didn't know that I had to go through another entity to like get certain things done like curtains and stuff like that put up and I didn't get a contact at all they just said oh you'll just need to do this with no other guidance Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like this is just something that needs to be done and like that was it so (laughs) It's like two weeks before. I had so much other stuff to do. It was right as midterms had just ended. So I was really focused on midterms. And then I had to really buckle down with festival because we had two weeks out. Mm-hmm. And I contacted them and I'm like, hey, like just want to check in about like the curtains and stuff. Like, what should I be doing? Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, you should have done that. And I was like, reading your email, I thought that you were going to do it. <laughs> And Wait, like, I remember this. Yeah. yeah, I think I like I think I cried for a hot minute because yeah. I just got beat up through the phone from mm. someone at the universe that works at the university. Yeah, they just yelled and yelled and yelled. And I was like, I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm trying my best here. Yeah. And so they're just like we're not going to help you like just deal with it. You have to do this. I like, we told you that we're just catering. And I was like, I I know I just, I forgot. Like, I'm Mm, sorry. (laughs) And they're like, so what are you going to do about it now? And I was like, I'll just figure it out. Mm. And that was it. And they're like, what? And I was like, I will figure it out. So I talked to somebody else and I'm like, listen, I had a really bad experience. Who should I like with catering right just Mm. now? Who do I talk to? And they sent me a contact. I reached out to them. Then they sent me back to the same person that I contacted previously. And then I was going in circles and they're just like, no, you should be talking to this person. You should be talking to this person. And then I ended up just calling them. And I was like, what should I be doing Mm. right now? I want this done and this done. What should I be doing right now? And of course, that goes from two weeks out to like a week and a half to a week out. And I'm trying to chase down all these people Mm. and nobody's giving me a straight answer. So then I'm finally talking to the right person and they're like, yeah, I mean, we could do that, but we're already 
doing this one event and I don't think my guys will like it if I make them do more work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I just get a response saying, excuse me? <laughs> Are, so you don't need any help anymore? And they're like, but don't you need curtains? And I'm like, yeah. And they're just like, um... How are you gonna? How are you gonna do that? I just said, I'll figure it out, mm. and you're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, didn't you just get curtains? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember that. I literally went out <laughs> the night. I told this grown adult who told me no because they didn't want to put in the extra hour of work. It was literally moving chairs from one room to the other. Mm. That was it. It was moving chairs and then maybe putting up a curtain to give us some privacy for like one bathroom and they told me no so i just said i'm gonna figure it out myself and you're gonna like it mm. and they're just like so you're sure you don't need any help then <laughs> like they triple checked with me yeah. after i said that and they're like you're positive you don't need any help and i was like well you're not gonna give it to me so no mm. i don't need any help i can just do it myself i went out to walmart i got <laughs> i got curtains I got um, the like the really strong like rope. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, these were the black curtains that were outside the room. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, like one of the things I had to do was just stand there yeah. and then make sure because nobody people, walked through. And you know, if you, it's also goes yeah. to say like if no you see privacy. a bunch of black curtains and uh, you don't know, walk through a, it. a sign that says privacy <laughs> don't don't go in it's, it's, not, it's not it's not that hard mm-hmm. but so i got i think it was like nylon or whatever it's called mm. like rope it wasn't really bungee cords or anything i got a ton of that and then i got command hook strips and i put the command hook strips on the wall put the rope and i wrapped it around the command hook strips put the curtains through the the rope And I let it sit there. And I did that for like, I closed off one set of doors, had them be locked or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I had curtains on one side and the other to block off a bathroom. That's all that I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) That's all. That's it. I just Mm -hmm. wanted some curtains there. And then I think I just moved some couches from one part of the building to the other. And I, bless this dining staff member. I had a dining staff member look at me and they're like, hey. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, we're just moving some furniture into this room. We'll move it back at the end of the night. Is that okay? And they're like, I didn't see anything. (laughs) They don't care. They didn't care. So I just, I did it. And they had to deal with it. And they were fine with it. Because you know what? Everything got put away afterwards. Mm. And it was fine. That That was like my biggest struggle was getting admin to understand what I needed to get done. And then being flexible with me because... There's so many things that could go wrong. There's so many things that can happen and I just need to adjust for it. So having somebody else who is very flexible in that moment is very appreciated. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, going through all that, uh, usually I think how we'll pretty much wrap this up is going to be going through all that experience plus like classes and everything. Um, Looking back at like music school and the degree you went through and all the classes you took. Uh, would you do it again? Yes. Cool. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I don't regret choosing Millersville at all. 
I feel like this is also not an ad for Millersville. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> just, it's not. It's just an honest, you know. This is like genuinely how I feel. Yeah. Um, I don't regret going to Millersville at all. I don't regret the program that I chose. The only thing that I do wish is that I went at a different time because you know the struggle of it transitioning from the BA to the BS. Mm. And it was just really hard understanding what I needed to do requirement wise for a little bit. Um, I There were moments where I thought I could graduate early and then moments where I thought I was going to possibly graduate late mm. because yeah. <laughs> and by late meaning not in four years. Yeah. Like you can graduate and finish your college degree whenever you want. Mm. Um, it was just a matter of me finishing from 2016. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I almost burped. <laughs> Oops. Let it rip. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it was a matter of me fin- like starting in August of 2016 and finishing in May of 2020. Mm. That was the only thing where I was like, ah. But I really appreciate the education that I got for the cost as well. Because. Mm. State school. <laughs> knowing, knowing what I could have paid. I probably could have gotten the same education at another school, but for a much different price, mm-hmm. meaning way more expensive and I would be in much more debt. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Thank you for coming on. Um, do you have any any pluggables you want to plug? Yeah. So I actually curate a playlist called New Digs and... It's definitely just like a little passion project of mine, but it's meant to highlight smaller or independent artists. If I do find a signed artist that has a new release within that month, that's still cool too. It's just a way to gain exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been able to feature some yeah. really awesome Shame, friends. Shameless plug, I'm on it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've been on it a yeah. few times. And I just do a lot of independent research, or there is a submission box that I've created too that I check every once in a while. Um, for the most part, it's more like what I find within that month, but it's been really great for me to see what else is out there, and I think it's really great to show other people that, so definitely check it out on Spotify. My username is the same as my Instagram on Spotify, it's Land of Dinos, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with like a little space in between, mm-hmm. and it's called New Digs, so it'd be yeah. cool if people check that out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and support your local artists and support the independent artists right now. Yeah, yeah, we all we all need it. They all need it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can find me on basically just Instagram at uh, Josh Neal Music. Um, if you want to see some dumb bass videos and uh, little snippets from this, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on, dude. Really appreciate it. No problem, dude. Hell yeah. Mm.